Welcome to this podcast series on neo-charismatic leadership with author, leadership expert and coach, Dr. Gada Angawi and executive leader, Martin Headley, where they will both explore the recently published book, Neo-Charismatic Leadership and the coaching topics it covers. Welcome, everyone. I'm inspired today by the comment I got on the podcast saying great ideas, referring to the unconventionality episodes, and that motivated me to bring in this topic of this episode to you as you may become motivated to continue pursuing your organizational and career goals, especially that we are at the fresh beginning of 2022. It happens that role number nine of the third stage of devising means to achieve the vision is motivating and inspiring. (laughs) Remember, the model infographic is available to download on our website for free so you can follow closely how the model elements interact with each other. Just like every time, this episode focuses on organizational level leadership and the next one on a single team or entrepreneur in the small business or social venture environment. Although motivating is a bit different from inspiring, uh, they all lead to each other. When we are inspired by an idea or goal, we become motivated to accomplish that goal or implement that idea. And when you are motivated, you get inspired to create and innovate. That's true. God is so much better when we're motivated. So what does that mean? means we tend to get up earlier. We tend to be more eager in what we're doing. We have higher levels of stamina and that stamina lasts longer because we are passionate and we feel like we have to get something done. It's a wonderful way to work because it really increases your enjoyment. And when we are more motivated, we tend to receive greater inspiration. So motivation can drive inspiration just as the inspiration itself can drive motivation. So it's a great place to be. But it's not just something that happens to you, is it, Gada? No, motivation is something that uh, you create through connecting to your deep core values, to the goals of your organization. Some people may need help to define their values or what matters most to them. Others are natural at it. As a new charismatic leader, you are a natural on motivating yourself intrinsically. You already know what matters most to you and why it matters. You have a predefined priorities based on your own values. You operate and make decisions with no hesitation, as you know inside that this is the most important aspect of the decision you are about to make for the organization and and for the people. On the other hand, there are people who are struggling with the value system, with their inner value system or their core values because of conflicting interests and priorities in their lives because of conflicting interests and priorities in the organization as they perceive it. And among these people are some people that are very close and working with you and they could be other leaders as well. So this is your chance to act in their role capacity and support them in finding their true calling and thus identify what matters most to them. So as I said, you need to link those core values to the organizational mission and vision and the purpose of being in this organization. And thus you become motivated inside. Yes, that's probably one of the most important aspects 
of helping people to perform at the very top of their game. And that is to help them find out what's important to them and then to match it with the goals of the organization. It's amazing to me how many people that I've found that are very clever and very capable and they've been doing pretty good jobs in organizations, but there is something missing. And unfortunately, you have to have a pretty tough conversation with them to make sure that they understand that if all of the personal values and the goals of the organization don't really match, then it's possible that they're in the wrong job or even in the wrong organization. So what we have to do as leaders is to help people evaluate what matters to them. And I know you're going to discuss a model in a moment, Gada, that will give a framework for that. But on top of that, there is something extra as well. So from a research perspective, Gada, what is it that motivates people in organizations? Yes. So there are four underlying drives that require satisfaction and affect how our emotional being and existence in organizational space influences our behavior. The first is the drive to acquire. This is directly related to physical goods and material reward that improves our social status in the organization and outside the organization. So it could be a salary, it could be a commission, or it could be bonuses, or it just could be some kind of gifts and incentives for employees who are distinctive and who perform better. And really that explains the compensation package and, and how it relates to the incentive to, to continue the work sometimes in an organization that doesn't really fit, fit everything you want. But because of your need for that finance or for that material reward, you continue there. But that's not for long because once that is satisfied, there is another need that arises, which is the drive to bond or belong to a group. And this is very important to our affiliation to an organization or a community. The ability to be attached to a larger collective entity, to have a common ground, to relate to the same values. This is very important. And we call it organizational culture because in an organization, a leader is constantly striving to create a culture of acceptance and that has uh, values of uh, equality and, and fairness uh, to it. And also a value of uh, feeling like belonging. Some organizations choose to, to bring in a family uh, environment value into the culture. And this is really crucial because a lot of people persevere and stay in their jobs apart from the reward system. They might not even be rewarded for everything because the organization is small and doesn't have the resources, but they continue because they feel at home. And this is an important drive. The third one is the drive to comprehend and make sense of the world around us. This directly relates to having a role in the organization that is challenging enough for our level of intelligence and expertise. When the job enables you to grow and learn, this relates to the job design and the individual role in the organization directly. When the job is boring, repetitive, really doesn't tap into your talent, no matter how much reward or how much belonging, you will be looking for something different that will satisfy this need. And finally, the drive to defend. And this is a very uh, strange word to use, but it is true because once you have that job, 
that you really believe you're doing something important and it's challenging your core of uh, of expertise and experiences and you're really enjoying it and you feel the belonging, you want to defend what you have. In other words, you want to protect the value that you have acquired from this job. This extends to the sense of right and wrong and our moral values in the workplace. It's important for feeling secure in our position and how we are as individuals in an organization protect our entity, our collective entity and the organizational reputation as well. This relates to the resource allocation and the performance. So you want to protect the performance, you want to protect the resources, you become trustworthy and it becomes like your own home. And it is where transparency, fairness and trust exist. So the collective of these four are basis of most of what leaders address in their quest to motivate their followers. That's really interesting. So the acquire, bond, comprehend, defend model, or ABCD, actually, which is convenient, is, is fundamental in larger organizations to help the leader. In fact, it, it may already be there, but the leader may have had to create that situation. But it's what binds people together. It's how they understand themselves as part of the world around them. And then you're right. It does become something that you absolutely want to defend. It's like your ideal job, for example. And I think that the ABCD model here, if you are a leader and you have people that you don't feel feeling it, if you like, in the organization regarding motivation, this is a great model to go through with them and say, you know, well, you know, why, why are you here? What do you think about the relationships you're building with other people? How do you feel that you fit into the bigger world? And are you making a difference to it? And does that matter to you? And then finally, would you defend this with your life? Now, uh, that's a bit uh, excessive, perhaps, but, you know, it's a great way to get people to say, well, how important is this really to me? But once they get it, and as a leader, once you have helped them understand what their limits and their own personal values are, it will really help you get them into a position where they become self-motivated. And then as a leader, you start on the next person and the next person. So, God, as far as inspiration is concerned, is there any deeper explanation? Yeah, that is something I wanted to talk about. But before we go there, I really want to comment again on what you've just said. Yes, it becomes a coaching material for a leader with their subordinates. They can actually tick the boxes and make sure that these four items exist. On the other hand, they too have to be able to relate themselves constantly to these items. And, and these items are based on uh, an article in Harvard uh, Business Review. So uh, I can't, uh, from the top of my head, remember the, uh, the authors, but it is uh, based on research. So it is important to relate what we have to what research says. Practically speaking, I have seen and witnessed many of these items exist in organizations, give and take uh, a percentage. But when that motivation is there, and you satisfy these four items, people become inspired without even you having to inspire them. It's the inspiration is your ability to create solutions, your ability to innovate, your ability to do your job in the most effective way. So if you're inspired, you look for better ways, better performance, better production, better client services. 
And that feeds back into the organizational performance in many ways. So if you see that relationship between motivation and inspiration, and when you are inspired, you feed back that uh, emotion to yourself again and you become more motivated. So it becomes a cycle between the two. So if you really want uh, innovation, you have to satisfy the motivation (laughs) and then create that inspiration and then create performance. So they become complementary to each other. Absolutely. So it's very self perpetuating. And from an individual's perspective, I feel that it's one of the best ways that you can really create a better life for those that are working with you and around you. It's more than just their ability to do a great job. Yes, service levels are better, their productivity levels are better, their determination to come up with solutions to whatever problem comes along is also stronger. But when they leave work, they're also more positive people. And that allows them to go out and spread what they're doing into the wider world because they have comprehended and made sense of the wider world they're actually in. So there are many, many personal benefits here too, as well as organizational. Yeah. So you're really spreading happiness in the world by making this a happy organization or a happy place to work. Because motivation and inspiration are happiness, part of happiness. They come because you're settled, you're comfortable. But I wanted to ask you, Martin, about your personal experience with uh, organizational work as a leader. If you have any kind of a story to tell our audience about how you were able to motivate your uh, followers, I'd really appreciate that. Okay. There are a couple of times that, that come to mind initially. And these were actually different only in the respect that the first was in a very, very large international corporation and the second was in a very, very small startup. So I'll talk about the corporation first. In the corporation, everybody knew what the business was because it just happened to be an airline. And so the business was flying people from A to B. But within an airline, of course, there are many, many functions. And this is true of many large organizations. And one of the passions that I've had, and partly why I became a transformation executive, was the ability to see a better way of doing whatever is being done today. So the motivation is not so much what you're doing. The motivation is about driving for a better tomorrow while doing what you're doing. And it took a while for me to build one particular team because they hadn't quite realized that what they really were passionate about was the same as what I was passionate about. They hadn't really come to a realization and to an outward statement that, yes, this is what I like to do. And that's rather funny because only six months prior to that, even I was struggling with it. And if it wasn't for an executive mentor that I had had, I probably wouldn't have worked it out either. But we spent about three to four months actually working on this with the entire team. And when we started to let the team go, the results were phenomenal. People were coming back. They were wanting to take videos of what they've been talking to other people about. And by the way, this is before the days of the iPhone where you could simply take a video. (laughs) this This was quite a major request. They came back telling stories. They put them in the company newsletter. It just became almost, I wouldn't say a ritual, but the team was very well recognized for being passionate about what they do. And of course, when a team is being recognized for that, other members of the company 
look up to you. They at least look to you. And in many cases, they're thinking, I wonder what it is about their job that, that makes them so excited. And perhaps I could have something like that too. That to me would be the time when I go and talk to somebody and say, well, you know, what are your values? You know, you already bonded to the organization. We know that. Have you comprehended how you fit into the bigger world around yourself? And is this a role that you would die to defend? And of course, having that discussion really gets people to open up again. So, so my experience in a big organization was it doesn't take very long to create it once you let this genie out of the bottle. But at some point, a mentor or a coach has probably got to let it out of the bottle. And that was certainly true for me. Yeah, that is exciting. What I'm witnessing as well as you're speaking is the passion, the passion that uh, comes out of you when you're telling the story and using the word passion to describe how people felt. So it's not just motivation. Motivation is, is one outcome, but then there is passion and there is happiness and there is excitement. And there is the need to share with others what they have witnessed themselves in their own personal experiences as they're doing their jobs. And then there is the, the infection <laughs> that goes around. People become infected with the idea of, well, what's, I want to be like that. So this is really uh, great to hear. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I hope our listeners today are highly motivated to go and find these values their personal values and how they relate to their jobs as leaders. And in the same time, think about how does that going to inspire them on a personal, professional career level and also on an organizational performance level. And having said that, thank you very much for listening to us today. Thank you, Martin, for being here. And we'll see you next episode where we are going to talk about probably your story about the startups Martin would fit there very nicely. Yes, indeed. And until we see you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yes. Goodbye. Garda and Martin, hope you enjoyed this episode. There is more information available at neocharismaticleadership.org. And if you would like to discuss coaching or training for yourself or your team, you can contact Garda and Martin through the website. We look forward to your participation next week. Until then... Goodbye.